2: Welcome back to another episode of the Paula Price Show here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I tell you what, God is doing wonders, he's doing miracles. We were having a brief discussion about what would be appropriate to say for what happens to us on the Paula Price Show every week. Uh, Rachel said, you know, we're about, you know, you want to say well, we're about to be lit. Lit just doesn't seem like enough. <laughs> and I mentioned that we might say torched <laughs> because <laughs> she in the flow torched and so we were trying to come up with uh, you know an appropriate something that represents the fire that comes down from heaven Mm -hmm. whatever you teach he does come down from heaven oh yeah and we are uh, set free we are changed we are delivered we are made new we find out just how much more of the Lord we need to know and how much we don't know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. that's and so today, I don't know where we're going to go in God today. Me either. And that's, ooh, see when she says that, that's when it gets really good. I don't know where God is going. I don't know what he's doing. When well, we're all along for the ride, we're like, ooh, Lord, we have to see where it's going. But speaking of where it's going, February nineteenth, 2019, Dr. Price is going to be on Atlanta Live in Atlanta. I think it's 7 o'clock in the evening. I have to check the flyer. But it is on her Facebook. She's going to be a guest on the show Atlanta Live. And the uh, word of the Lord is coming to pass. We're really getting this message out there. And so I can't wait for this trip. I love to watch Dr. Price in action on television. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a whole different piece of her mantle that comes alive. <laughs> so, and the hosts are never quite the same either. After she's been through, they are like we—we we have been, as uh, Prophet Tala has coined, Dr. Price. You've been Dr. Price. She has come through. She's mowed you down. She's picked you up, put you back together again, uprooted the opposition, standing in your way between you and your destiny. You're crying. You're laughing. You're asking God what just happened, but thank you for what just happened (laughs) in my life. And she summed that up with that very succinct statement, you've been Dr. Price. One of our guests that we, yes I am one of our guests that we're having in June in our Tulsa prophetic Training Institute he uh encountered we met last uh, in November at the summit he was there for another business situation and and met her and he was in fact Dr. Price as well, and now he's a keynote speaker at our event in June. Yes. Yes. and I love it, but he he said he asked God when he was on his way to Tulsa. For an emphatic sign. And I'm here to tell you today, it does not get any more emphatic than Dr. Price, as far as the flesh goes. And encounters, close encounters of the God kind. You have been encountered. You have known that you have encountered the Lord when you come across you. And what we're doing with Price University, the whole point is to develop mantles. That we can send out into the world, to where people can connect with the Lord, in their destiny, be set free, set this kingdom back up on its axis the way it should be, take it back for Jesus Christ. Really walk out Acts twenty six eighteen. Hmm. I mean, really, and you can't do that unless you know what in the world you are doing. You can't confront anything.
0: No, you can't. And it's
2: so sad that we have brought our entire salvation experience down to an emotional response. When, in fact, he was always confrontational. I mean, he came to confront. He came to slice and dice. He Mm -hmm. told us all in the word, I'm the rock of offense, I'm the sword, I'm this, I'm that. (laughs) Nothing warm and fuzzy about a rock of offense. Nothing at all. It's a rock and it's offensive. I'm already upset. Mm -hmm. That's Jesus talking about himself, (laughs) not the devil, (laughs) himself. (laughs) All right. I'm coming to be abrasive. I am coming to be discomforting, even though I am the comforter. But on this assignment and in this uh, context, in this arena, this is why I am here. And, in fact, the size of true Christianity is a measure of fallout with sin, a mm. great measure, a great deal. We should be having this, we're finding out where the dissensions are in the body of Christ and, and weeding out the false Christ, producing the false Christians and the mm-hmm. false ministers. We talked about this yesterday on my show, and all the false. that's what Apostleship and the prophets are here to do, and how this is a very intentional agenda to take out the church. And our agenda has to be that much more intentional, methodical, thought-out, systematic. Okay, person by person and as long as we're wrapped up in our emotions then we're not going to get anything done Mm -mm. which is why voices like yours are perking people's ears like oh what what is that now what is she now hold on and the Lord was saying something like that in my prayer closet but to hear you say it and then explain it and take it on down the eternal road Of explanation. Says, I'm, I'm he said, you. "Oh, I got a phrase. You got a novel. That's fine. Great. So at least I know. As long as my <laughs> phrase was in your novel, I love it. I love it. As long as your my phrase was in your novel, then I'm excited. Like, oh yes. And now I realize what people say when they say the Lord was telling me that you're, the exact words were being no, but He was speaking along those lines. And so when you come along, it is confirmation." to say I wasn't crazy mm. Rachel and I were talking Rachel and I were always talking and so especially before the show we're setting up and she said, you know what these apostles mantles make me make sense
1: uh-huh. but you know they do And
2: I said yes I I understand she said I know you do <laughs> and so to hear you speak teach preach, drop your pop-up nuggets, You know, whatever's happening, to say, oh, that's what the Lord was saying. That's the rest of the story. That's why he was saying it. That's what it means. Hey, that's what I need to do with that information. Mm -hmm. Because, like I said, we'll get a phrase, a nugget, a morsel, if we're really deep in God. And here comes the playbook. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Called Dr. Price. (laughs) This is actually how we're going to take this. What it looks like in action, how we're going to put it in people, how we're going to insert it into culture, how the Lord is going to get in harvest, how we are not going to be the first people to in, to receive, you know, selfishly, but so we can produce something that he can do something with it.
3: <laughs> how about that? So did
2: you have fun? Was that fun? I uh, Yes. <laughs> I did, and it is, and I was. <laughs> she said, I did, and it is. Absolutely. Had somebody reach out to me yesterday after the broadcast asking about the AIT program and how God was really nudging them to get into a training program, and they were nervous because, one, there's not much to pick from in these areas. Yeah, you're right. That's beyond basic, standard, gift something. And who do you trust? Mm -hmm. Who do you know? We've seen a lot of great people fall, and we can't ignore that. When we're telling people, come on over here, it's like, no, which is why I think you go to great lengths to pinpoint the issue, pinpoint the problem, where we went wrong, how we got here, and why these programs are designed to get us back on course, Mm -hmm. to not wreck people's lives, to give them something in return.
1: Yeah. And how about recant? Yeah. Because, see, we're hearing a lot of recanting now. Yes. And that's a big deal. Yes, it is. Well, um, I just I wanted to say that um, I'm ready. If you're ready, I'm ready. First of all, I want to say this: I am tickle pink about you. (laughs) And because it's one thing to say, um, it's one thing to say, wow, um, I got some mentees or whatever. But there's something else to have somebody actually replicate the brand with the same mindset the same vision and the same intent. You know, uh, Campbell Soup or any manufacturer may have um, products all over the world and they may have to adapt the language or the image of that label because of the environment they're in. But when you open it up, you got Campbell Soup. That's what you have. And so I like the fact that we're different. You know, my first apostles have just just blessed me, okay, my first apostles have just blessed me and um, and really excited me in terms of what God is doing. I got to tell you, I'm excited about it because I know that what we have is, um, um, I just want to get this word in here because I have something I want to start off with as I lead into sure. um, what we're doing.
2: I like our program because it's the first of its kind,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: one of a kind, (laughs) and your kind. (laughs) (laughs) It's the thing that, um, how many times did people say, it can't be done? Well, once we got past, it shouldn't be done. Yeah. And we didn't believe them. Mm -mm. Then we heard, it can't be done. And, well, honestly, I mean, we couldn't get out of it.
1: No, it was with, like but you all fought for it. come on, you all fought yeah. what people don't realize is that you don't get from God because you show up. Mm. you get for God, get from God because you keep getting up Okay. Mm. and see people <laughs> my audience is already starting this <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. honey
1: because we you know, I was talking last night with um Dr. Larry over dinner, and he said he had a chance to listen to the town hall we had Sunday. Oh, good. And, you know, he enjoyed it immensely. He said, but the encouragement and the fact that um, that um, I kept getting up. He said, I sat there and I thought about, if you hadn't kept getting up,
2: yeah,
1: we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be here. None of us would be here. Right. I
2: wouldn't be in ministry.
1: No. No.
2: Well, I wouldn't have met you.
1: No. And uh, so I thought about that. I said, Wow. I, you know, Well, i thought about it a lot because I've had to make some hard decisions, even in dealing with my family back home in New Jersey and, and, and dealing with my spouse, you know. And I'll tell you the truth. I said, well, God, they said, he said, people have military folk that go for years. Yeah. People go in the Army for years. He said, you know why? Because they believe in something bigger than themselves. Bigger. The, so I was excited. When um, when God finally said that to me, he said because they believe in something bigger than themselves. He said, and I don't call a lot of people to do this. Everybody who's got, the, got their mouth on it need to realize that the reason they're not doing it because I didn't call them. Because if I want them to do it, I'd break down everything in their lives to make it happen.
2: Jesus. And we know that's the name, said, man. Well, because I think it uh, <laughs> <laughs> that back. I think, too, because we push Christianity as a family organization. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the family of God. right and it was warrior's chief is in chapter 11 of before the garden and So we're talking about kingdom and we've been mm-hmm. going the last several weeks through terminology about kingdom 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 mm-hmm. And when we think military we think national. national But look at how many marriages don't last because that one spouse was in a fantasy land There you go and thought as soon as they fall in love and marry me <laughs> that they're going to want to quit this career And they don't because it's their calling. They are driven. We know people in the military mm. And it's like, no, I'm going to take the hard assignments. No, I'm going to take the crazy assignments. No, I just have to do this. Mm -hmm. And if they're not partnered with somebody who can go with that, Mm. then they do it alone. Yeah. Or or they, you know, just eventually do find someone who works with them. But it's when that thing is inside of you. So because we've taught that uh, Christianity is about... Family, mm-hmm. and as long as your family, family doesn't like it, as long as my family is happy, then I'll do it. And if they're not, then I don't. I can't even tell you how many times I have read that. When you read biographies in these ministers, I am first a father, a first a husband, and then a father, and then a minister. Mm-hmm. And that already lets you know
1: that you're not. But I have you. been
2: seeing more and more.
1: Okay, she shares look at it. She because this girl is a research yes. bug.
2: Yes. Because we, you know, we want to make sure too that we are giving
1: the right time, the whole
2: story. Mm-hmm. And I am seeing more and more in my research and hunting down, and actually not having to go as far as I thought to find it. Mm-hmm. Ministers saying, "The work of the Lord is first. Exactly. Back and back. He takes the care of everything else because mm-hmm. we have to speak The work of the Lord is first. This is the most important thing. This is what we're supposed to do. He, we take care of God; He takes care of us. There is no hierarchy. No. It is the Lord. And then he sets the order.
1: And you and you know what? And I'll tell you something. And culture is flipping the other way. Mm-hmm. Culture is pushing. Well, it's family. You watch the shows, the modern shows today, right, right. it's family first. Right. You got a family that treats you like garbage. You have That's a family that it. won't come to your anything and whatever. But they can call you after 35 years and pull the blood gene cord. You I know? had, you know, I had this fight
2: with somebody in my family a couple of years ago. Um, And I said to them, you know, in any other context, this whole situation would be considered abuse. Mm -hmm. But because it's family, we're told we should take it. You should take somebody talking about you like a dog. You should take somebody cussing you out. You should take somebody putting your name through the sweater Mm or sending out hateful emails. You should take all that catty mess to completely dismantle everything you work for because you don't agree with the Mm client. No, you don't. But outside of that, you would be told, "Don't be in that abusive relationship. Don't let them talk to you like that. Don't you let that man or woman, uh, you know, talk about your friends and no, bring the charges against them. Bring to accuse you. You can't do that." And I tell you what, that ended that discussion once and for all. Mm-hmm. I said, "This is an abusive
1: line of discussion, and I'm not doing it." Well, but, and how about the family? You know, we talked about this. How about the family? Argument about well, if you like we, we're, our come homers are facing this right now, and our come homers, those who have come home, mm-hmm. and then those who are contemplating, they're facing this same battle. Now you have family that has made your life miserable yes. for how many years? Most of them. But yeah. you're ready to serve God, and all of a sudden, mm-hmm. them the family you serve God, so they put themselves mm-hmm. in God's seat in your life mm-hmm. and call the shots on your life as if they wrote the book. Yep. On your life. And then as a result, you all back down because you make them idols. And you know, what happens is you throw your family into trial. Right. Because God said, I am the Lord thy God and I will have no other God before mm-hmm. me. He said, and I'm a jealous God. Yeah. And let us not forget if we're going to talk. Talk. Pull up the chair because you already here. Oh. I'm letting you go. Oh, well, hold on, though. I have She's to... helping me. Hold on, let me get my tea. She's helping me these days. But let us not forget, everybody, lean in. I'm I got to make sure. I got to slam here. Get it. I got to <laughs> ding there. And let us not forget the slam. there. There we go. We're all notified. <laughs> and so let us not forget the entire problem That God has with the earth All of it began with family Come on. It did not begin with nations Because there were no nations on the planet It did not begin with generations Because we were still in the first generation It did not begin even with devils Because the devil didn't receive the edict the entire so when people start talking to me about family, see that's why they get upset with me because I'm gonna read all the scriptures. I don't have some hop skip cherry pit. <laughs> <laughs> cherry
2: pit.
1: I don't have that. You know these are my cherry pit scriptures. I don't have hop skip cherry cherry pit. I have the Word of God. Now we have a problem. We're gonna we're gonna shift in a minute to the issues with the Word of God, but. We, I understand that if you can say a lot of things But you pretty much can't get Adam and Eve out the Bible No um, And the problem started with family Most specifically with marriage Let me see if I can get me some hot water and our coffee Get your coffee Got my tea Got your tea, got tea. All right, I got a little water So if I get this here warmed up a little bit We're going to have coffee in the morning oh, Pardon,
2: reading. Mm. Are you having that for me?
1: I'm going to have the, uh, your, My your other arm. <laughs> so when people say, Jesus said family first, I want you to know you heard from a false Jesus. Because mm. God says I've, I've been fighting this battle since the Garden of Eden. Yeah. And so we look at that right after Adam and Eve stopped being a couple, a marriage couple, and began to be parents. The the elder kills the younger. Again, family. We have a lot of stories there that talks about that. Now, is God against family? No. God's just against being number two. Come on and make this plain. He don't like number two. Mm -hmm. Number Mm -hmm. two bothers him because God is the original. I'm number one or none. I'm not going to bow to your husband. I'm not going to bow to your wife. I will not bow to your children, not bowing to your mama or your daddy, your your in-law mama and your in-law daddy. I'm not bowing to anything in the flesh. And we the problem is we've lost the grandeur of the spirit of God and God's realm. Mm. And we brought God down to our mortality mm. and temporality. I don't, God doesn't care how bad things look today. He said, give me time. I'm going to change it. Jesus comes and voices his issue with family more than anything else. We say money, but he's got issues with family. Who is my mother, my brother, and my sisters? Yeah. He said, because I'm on divine assignment. So they're relegated to my assignment. He comes and said, if, you don't, if you're not ready to leave mother, father, sister, brother, you're not worthy of me. He said, "Not worthy of me. You are. You cannot be my disciple and have your heart tangled up in this world." See, Satan knew that, so he had to break you from Scripture. Uh-huh. Because when he broke you from Scripture, then he could inject his own theology. Wow. And all and and in fact, it wasn't even a, rege- a injection as much as it was a reassertion, a reinsertion of the pagan. Belief or pagan doctrines of family and patriarchies and matriarchies and 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 you know those um uh, what do you call it patronymics and all of that where the family is the family of God because the family is considered to be offspring of the God. When your daddy died and your mama died, they only left the body, but they still occupy seats of authority, speaking for the God of the of the tribe or the clan. Mm. So you have to recognize that it's the Asian religions. I mean, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that all of these Asiatic concepts that Jesus Christ destroyed with his church are being revived because we've taken the church out of the scripture and then the, the, the church out of the Lord. <laughs> and then scripture out of the church. So because there was, all of those are pagan beliefs. They are all pagan. My, my father came back. When people die, you know, when we talk about that, when people say they died and their mom and dad came back, I was like, that's a lie. But, see, we have to know truth. No, the devil that traveled with your mom and dad all their lives is who showed up to you. Oh, yeah, please talk about this. Because I've, I've heard Christians say
2: this, non-Christian uh-uh. people that after, particularly a parent, yeah. their mom or dad died. They'll say, they keep coming to me in my dream. They'll show up. I think I see them in the house. What is that?
1: That's a death divining devil. Mm. Necromancy, necro-dead-mancy divination. God said it is according to man once to die and then the judgment. Mm. So if we get to die once, because, you know, I, Dr. Price has studied this, because I told you I got delivered from all of it. So if we die once, and immediately after we die, the judgment kicks in. The judgment meaning the body must return to the dust and the soul and spirit to him who gave it. Mm -hmm. That's in Ecclesiastes among so many other scriptures. So if the human soul has that kind of power, then why did it die? Mm -hmm. If the human soul has that kind of independence in the spirit realm, the body to keep itself alive. Mm-hmm. The Bible says, and Jesus has had so many cute sayings. I love this man. But the Bible said, <laughs> I, He's just my honey. The Bible said that all souls are mine. He didn't say the animal soul, the human soul, the good soul, the bad soul, the devil's soul, the angel's soul. He said all souls are mine. Ezekiel. Right. Ezekiel 3, Ezekiel 18. Ezekiel 33, you can read those three, and they're going to tell you, all souls are mine. He said he's the God of the spirits of all flesh. And, And he runs down his possessions. And then he says, the soul that sins, it shall die. That is a divine edict that predates earth. I always use, that's why I love my book Before the Garden, because if you buy my book Before the Garden and you read it and follow it along with Chief Prophet Tala Price, you're going to find out that I slaughter in that book all of these lying vanities and heresies. Yes, yeah, that's a good word. And I slaughter them because everything that we are packaging and, uh, and languaging out, for mortal man began with God. It was judged before humanity got to the planet. So when we think about um, your mama showing up, your daddy showing up, if they immediately die, I can probably say your memory and the and the grief process is processing them out of your soul, so that you can go on with life without them and resetting them in your memory. For the fondness and also the benefits and contributions they made in your life, things that they etched in your existence by counsel, wisdom, affection, and such. When you talk about them popping in and out, those are not your parents. Those are not your, your loved ones. They're not your dearly departed. When I say it like that, isn't that nice? They are not your dearly departed, and they can't be, because the Bible says angels come to get the souls, when they leave. Or demons, if you belong to the devil, demons come to get the souls when they leave because humans are the only ones that have no free agency in the spirit realm because they have no assignment. See, devils can patrol the spirit realm because they have an assignment to deceive the unbelievers and to win souls for Satan. Angels, likewise, can, pull, can patrol the supernatural and roam around because they have assignments to be, to be the ministering spirits who are sent to minister to those who will be heirs of salvation. When humans die, humans' assignment is in earth, in planet, and in the flesh. They have No afterlife assignment Until the resurrection of Jesus Christ Where they are standing at his seat To receive the rewards For what they did in the body When you die your, Your existence assignment is over You will get your next assignment After the judgment After the resurrection So if you die Outside of Jesus Christ Or die in sin You have fulfilled your purpose And there is nothing The afterlife can give you But judgment Well isn't that something If you die in Christ Then you are met by You know people say I went to uh, I ended up with St. Peter uh, You know that's the way You can get yourself out of of, uh, sin I'll work with that but I'm going to tell you something. St. Peter is not doing that. Because God said in the resurrection that you will be sitting on 12 thrones. So Pete's not the gatekeeper in heaven. I'm just saying. Wait, what was that?
2: I think that was a cow
1: I heard today. Did you hear? A her?
2: sacred cow.
1: Pete? <laughs> Is not at the pearly gates Pete is sitting on the throne Beside Jesus Christ Helping him out And he's not the only one You know the Bible talks about The spirits of just men made perfect So the just are in God Now some of them have their rewards Because they're under A different type of covenant Others are not The people who under under the law of Moses Are not necessarily able to go Ahead of us Into their inheritance According to scripture But I want to tell you right now, necromancy is you having a literal, psycho-emotional, fantastical experience with the memories of your dearly departed. Hmm. And you need to recognize that God has not given a dead mortal soul authority in the earth realm. But Satan did. And he did by having his people morph into the vision or the memory of your loved one. And remember, they've been traveling with these people all their lives from the time they came out of the womb. Because, you know, you get your angels and your devils as escorts through life. Mm. We got two angels, and I'm assuming we got at least one devil. <laughs> mm. They come into your nativity scene. Well, you
2: you taught talk, talk on this in Biblical Psychology 1 at the end of the
1: semester. I did, which is why you have to recognize how many, how much goes into your soul getting up every day and continuing to survive in the earth realm. So when you hear people say, yeah, but they told me all I knew, the devil got a better memory than you have. <laughs> you act like they have no memory. These are intelligent Ooh. beings who predate earth. Right, come on. Now they may not have outsmarted their maker, but they don't have a problem outsmarting what he made. Mm. So you have these people saying that you you can do all of, you cannot you can talk to dead spirits. You're right. You are talking to the dead because God slaughtered all of them. They're all dead spirits. They are the carriers of death. They are the purveyors of death. They are the uh, distributors of death. And they are also the installers of death in the human maker. That is their job. Satan cannot give you life because he gave his life for a bid he lost. Okay, a couple
2: questions. I know, but you brought me up here. And I have to look functional. <laughs> <laughs> what well, <wrote> them
0: down.
1: <laughs> this woman I tell you, I love my. I love my offspring. but I want to finish it up and just give me a couple minutes no, no, I'm I'm done. But I up. but I want to tell you, I don't care what they say. We had the whole show crossing over with Jonathan Edward and we got a whole bunch of other stuff, but I'm telling you biblically. And I'm telling you that, that the Bible is more accurate in, in revealing and disclosing the hierarchy of humanity than anything any other text. And so it discloses the hierarchy, spirit, soul, and body. Mm. And it says we are all made by the word of God. All of those mythological things say you are made by somebody sleeping with a God. Right. Going back to what the Bible calls the sons of God, Desiring and taking the daughters of men Mm
0: -hmm.
1: To reproduce after their own kind Hence we get the devil in the gene Thus we get the demons that are representing the devils See, because Satan needed to be in the gene pool The genetic tree of humanity I don't know if that's right Did he not say we got wheats and tares? Mm -hmm. And he said the tares are of the wicked one. You know, I've been out here a long time And I'm going to tell you right now There was a time that, I mean, I would get these revelations And think, ooh, I can't say it Because the devil would get mad No, he's mad, he can't get glad, that's his problem He can't get glad Mad is his natural uh, Attribute, temperament He can't get glad because the joy Of the Lord is taken from him Because the joy comes from the light of life So there was never a devil Make him happy Fiendish Devious. that's something else. Mm. So when you say that, see, because she brought it up. I wasn't going to bring it up. She brought it up out of probably some of them advisements that she has. But when you, when you say, my mama showed up, I'm t- all you need to do, if you're saved, all you need to do is say, you're because it's happened to me, you're a lying spirit. You're a lingering demon And you're looking to jump into the next one In the family tree And I'm not receiving you I remand you to the abyss And that thing got to go Because it's done that to me And I was like uh, First of all I was really kind of disappointed That it really thought it was going to work But then I thought you know They're kind of like you got to (laughs) try I I don't have a home I'm homeless My last host is in the ground So I got to try So I'm going to pretend to be that because they are wandering spirits, wandering stars, meaning wandering messengers. When you think about it, they are wandering spirits that have lost their home. If your parents were in the high dark arts, Mm. then you need to recognize that there's a tribunal going to come for you. So if your parents were in the occult, if they were wizardry, sorcery, and whatnot, and you decide you don't want it, you, you, have, you need a power stronger than them to break the covenant that the family made to that generation and to their seed because you are automatically the next in line, and they don't have to obey you, first of all, because devils are criminals, and secondly, because your parents, your foreparents, gave you to that spirit. Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to talk. Let's talk. So they gave you to that spirit. Now I am very clear on this one because the Bible talks about the firstborn being belonging to the God of the line of the lineage. Do you all like this? Yes. Is this working for you? Yes. So. You that's why you not giving your children to the Lord Jesus Christ early, and you Satan got y'all to buy into. Well, I'll just let my kid choose what they want. You don't choose, nobody chooses in the mortal realm because the mortal realm is subject to the spiritual realm. And Adam sold us into sin, into bondage, sold us to darkness. That's how you that is why you must. Be born again, because only that which is born of Christ is exempted and pulled out of His stream.
0: Good.
1: And I need you to hear me, because you have to get this. The reason you got your God is concerned about who you sleep with has to do with the paternal tree and the maternal fruit that you're bearing. And it's, that's why he told Christians, j- marry other Christians. He didn't say churchians. He said Christians. Some of y'all marrying churchians and not marrying Christians, wondering why you got that. Uh-huh. Because God has tracked that seed from the beginning. He has a registry that goes all the way back to what was in Adam's loins and Eve's eggs. So when he tells you not to marry someone, it doesn't make a difference that the person the kids say or the offspring say, well, yeah, but I don't follow that." It doesn't make a difference that they say that. Just because they don't follow it doesn't mean the demon that owns them doesn't follow them.
0: Because
1: this is big stuff. This is big saint stuff. You know, we need big saints. This is big saint stuff. Not just big brain, big saints. So when we're talking about you hearing from the dead and all of that, the Bible talks about, they got a whole list of that, peeping and you know whispering and peeping and muttering and, and voices speaking from the floor and tables and stuff. Those are all devils who are scouting for new souls. Some of them want to hire residents. Sometimes when you get old, they want to leave you so they can get something young. Let me see where that
2: comes
1: from. <laughs> okay? Out there having adultery, having all these adulterous relationships, you have no idea what you're doing. As far as you can turn, it's a good time. As far as Satan's concerned, it is new, fresh kill, mm. fresh meat. Mm. Because fertility, fertility spirits go all the way back to when the sons of God, Genesis 6, go all the way back to Genesis. Actually, it goes back to Genesis because it says that Cain was not of Adam. Cain was of the wicked one. You all have, to, you all don't know that. So y'all, y'all go out there, you do your popping, slapping in, in the men's room, go to the clubs, wear your little short short skirts, so you can get a little something from everybody. And as far as you're concerned, you're having a good time. Meanwhile, the enemy is planting in your soul, wow. so that you'll be attracted to what he sends. I'm just saying. You want to hit that thing? Hmm? Oh, yeah. She lost. (laughs) So when you start, and then when you start talking about when you accept that, so you accept the spirit of your, because the Bible talks about the spirit of your mother and the spirit of your father. He's not just talking about their their spirits in the natural, because natural spirits are dead to God. Natural spirits belong Hmm. to darkness. That's why you must be born again, so you can get a new spirit, so you can get the spirit that and the true spirit of Jesus Christ, the spirit that God had, gave you when you were in Christ before the foundation of the world. So if he's talking about that, your spirit of your mother and the spirit of your father, he's talking about the paternal and maternal spirits that own the line. Hmm. Now you have a question. Ooh. Yes. Yeah.
2: Okay. Now where should I begin? Well, okay. On this subject, is this why the push now is for people to get married younger and and younger and younger before Mm -hmm. you have any kind of real sense
1: anyway? Exactly. And it's also why the schools are pushing for kids to to get involved with their sexuality younger. That's showing you that the the public school system is largely ruled by fallen angels. See, you don't. Nobody wants to say that, but yet we can't answer why a six-year-old needs to know their sexuality. Right, we can't right, answer right. why a nine-year-old needs to learn how to masturbate. Right. See, all of that has to do with the sperm and the egg. With also why pedophilia is on a rise. Yeah. Because if I, I was just reading, I, I have a class on the, the type of um, of uh, of uh, gatherings we can have conventions, you know, forums and whatnot, and a lot of those had to do with fertility rights Hmm. because devils will always try to spread his seed, and he will also try to uh, prevent and barricade your natural right to Jesus Christ by filling you with all kinds of sexuality. Now, I've got celebrities out there that we will, will tell you, I am telling you the truth. Now, they can't say it because, hey, then, you know, the cash cow for some devil. But a lot of those, and I don't mean everyone because we got holy ones, saved one time, talking, talking once, but I'm saying a lot of them. We've talked, we've gone back a few months about the rappers and how many of them had to be molested so that the spirit that was going to make them wealthy was going to do so from the inside out. Yes. Because how does God do it? From the inside out. You must be born again. Satan can't do what God hasn't started. He can just pervert it. So you all are having a great time. You know, you you go to your little bars and then you go to church. Well, I'm going to do this tonight and tomorrow I'll repent, baby. You can't repent until God allows you. So you're doing it tonight and you are literally deceiving yourself in the pew. Why do you think so many pastors now are pushing, are pushing dating and mating, and now just get, forget the dating, just mate?
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Because they've been taken over by these fertility spirits, mm. and they have to deliver on the success they receive. You shouldn't have asked me, but since somebody asked me, of course that's um, why. That's why. So you, you, a, a pastor who has fallen in sin is going to start softening his or her line on sexuality. Oh, wow. a pastor who has a boyfriend in the hotel room
0: oh.
1: is going to tell you it's okay. That, I mean, the LGBT will tell you that the church is dated. No, 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 no. No, no. Because all of them did that in the groves. Read when God talked about the groves. Read about Jezebel's prophets and Asherah's prophets. One being transvestites, and and and, thus, and all of them being. Um, what is it, bisexual, multisexual, because some of them have, have animals and tree trucks and everything. All of that is in the Bible. They keep telling you it's old. That's right. And this per- version has been sliced down. I'm sure they probably after my preaching probably want to go in there and cut out a few more things. <laughs> but you, Ooh. that's why First Corinthians says first apostles, secondarily prophets, and thirdly teachers. You need, some, the prophet communicates what the apostle receives and the teacher educates you from what the prophet communicates. And then it says, after that, miracles. Mm-hmm. So we're, you're looking for miracles and you you don't have a right to them. You really don't. That's why God's not doing it because God's a just God. What's due you, he gives you. He's, faith, he's fair and faithful like that. So as we go on and you start talking about well, you know, I started saying, I don't, mm-mm, no, I'm telling you, no, I don't. Now, there was a time that when I was young in God, I still had the same uh, acumen, the same abilities, faculties, but I didn't have the, the knowledge that would give you the courage, that would give me the gut to say, "You're a lie. You are a lying spirit in the name of Jesus. My mama is asleep in Christ, and you are a w- roaming, wandering devil Trying to find a new home I may be the firstborn But you'll not get this Because they always come for the firstborn Mm. Because the law of the Spirit Is the firstborn Belongs to the God of the family line Mm. Which is why it is so important For you to make sure That you get your children baptized That you christen your babies That you offer them to the Lord I remember when my daughter was but I don't know maybe two months old, three months old. I'm asleep because you know I was asleep. Oh, Amen. <laughs> new mom, new baby, new baby. And I remember rolling over one night, and my husband was sitting in the rocking chair holding her. And he was offering my baby up to the Lord. This is his daughter. Mm. He gave her back to God. I didn't even, it it was such a precious moment. I didn't even get involved. And he just rocked her and asked and prayed over his daughter and asked God to keep his child and asked God, the Lord Jesus Christ, to take his daughter. And it was the sweetest, sweetest thing. I will never forget that. And I learned the power of a father's prayer over his child. Because it's the patriarch that the seed comes through. So that father must offer you to the right God. Ooh, oh, oh. Because the father is asking God that they would share patriarchy over that kid's life. Wow. See, a lot of us, we might say, "Well, I sent my child to Sunday school. The we always talk about that grandmother's prayer. and Baby, you need grandma because daddy could go off. <laughs> but I'm telling you, God expects every father to lift his child up to him and to invite his parentage and his patriarchy into his fatherhood over his children so that when you die God's got to take care of your kids and he will. David died and God said David said, no, um Saul died and David said yeah but Jonathan was different. And God takes care of your kids. Wow. And he also judges you for allowing your child to be aborted. Mm. Because it's that father. See, we, because you all are not in church, you can't even exercise God's authority. You're not in Christ, not just church. You can't even exercise God's authority wow. in your child's life. Every, all of those ancient deities, they did it. Your grandmother did it. That's why you're running from devils today. <laughs> you realize that an alcoholic foreparent has a spirit that has to keep that particular dysfunction going because the devil is addicted to meat. It's addicted to fermentation. Why do you think God has that as an issue? That's, That's why it's in the genetic tree. It's not just in the genetic tree because the DNA didn't know how to skip around it. It's in the genetic tree because it was literally fused and inseminated and throughout the DNA. You must be born again. That new creation spirit, mm. Mm, sugar pie Jesus, yeah. that new creation spirit begins to decode the death and encode you with life. And it recodes every cell, a gene, chromosome. Every part of you is recoded With life, because you were born in sin and shaped in iniquity, and you were born to death. Not just to die, you were born to the spirit of death. They own you. Next question. Oh, I went off. That's
2: good. Okay, going back to the beginning portion the term, the phrase rest in peace.
1: Oh, well, that's part of that.
2: Where, where does that come from, and is that something that we should even be saying?
1: Well, um, whether you say it or not has to do with what you mean and what motivates it, what's inspiring the statement. Mm-hmm. But rest in peace is part of the ancient world's realization because, see, the, the, well, let me, let me just finish this thought. The ancient world's realization that once you leave the body, a lot of spirits try to attack you. some to bring you back, others to occupy your flesh, like in Jude where um, Satan came for Moses' body Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because he wanted to occupy his flesh. You can tell how great Moses was. Satan wasn't letting anybody come after that but himself. He needed that great warrior, that great prophet's body, hallelujah, to uh, make Israel believed that Moses had come back from the dead, that Moses was now ruling them. Wow. But it was Satan ruling in the body. It's common practice. That's why they, they try to appease the gods of their land, of, of their loved one, because they think that their loved one is, is moving around the planet so that they'd be safe in the afterlife. Right. So when we say rest in peace, those that are going to sleep, that they would not be awakened before their time, awakened out of the sleep of death or the rest of death. The other ones, the flip side of that, are those who have crossed over and they think that that person has some sort of, again, license and liberty in the afterlife. When you watch the, 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 the little good witch, you know, come on. Is that the dumbest thing you ever heard? I'm the good witch. Yeah. There's no such thing as a good witch because all, the whole institution lives, coerce and force the human will and fight each other. For humanity. So there's no, no for example, well, uh, this this spirit is, is roaming around creation, cannot find a peace, cannot rest right. because they died the wrong way or they were killed and nobody got the criminal. Y'all believe that? Mm. That's the dumbest stuff I've ever heard. That's dumb. Yes. Yeah. Because if you're that bad, you shouldn't have been killed. If you had that kind of weight and that kind of authority, you should be chasing your killer right now. Oh, you should be doing it. You should be doing it, not some intermediary who doesn't know anything about anyone and who has to pick sides because maybe you should have died because maybe you might have been a good citizen in public, but you were a pedophile in secret. So maybe you should have died. I'm rocking. Maybe okay. you are a, a, a thief or a, a robber. You're just so, so whoever can pay, pay their freight, their dearly departed gets a shot to come back or get special treatment oh. for a person who has to die. When they die, who's going to intercede for them? Who's going to go and be their mediator? Because wow. you're going to die. And mortal can't help mortal. The Bible said that the less is blessed by the better. So if you're still en route to death, you're not the better. Wow. So you, you're sitting there, and y'all believe in all of that stuff. Yeah, well, you know, because she says she talked to the dead. If she talks to the dead, you better know she's clad in the calling of the dead because the dead can't speak. Dead spirits cannot get back a message to earth, and, and Luke 19 says it. Luke 16, forgive me. It says it. That man said the, uh, the the wicked man that didn't want to give yes. Lazarus a piece of crumb. Yes. Say I don't talk what I don't know. Y'all go and read on. all them books about those arts, and you read all of those books about those dark things, and you get seduced by the anointing on the author, just like people are drawn to me by the anointing on my authorship. Yes. And so you go and you say, well that yeah, well that that makes sense. No, it doesn't. It makes no sense at all. But you can't find the refutation <laughs> or how to refute it until. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Until you learn the word of God mm-hmm. So we got a whole thing The Lord Jesus is telling us this This is not one of the prophets This is the Lord Jesus Christ He's reaching into his archives To make a point Because Jesus' memory is, his, is the entire archive of humanity So he reaches into his archives Pulls on his memory And he talks about the rich man and Lazarus And we tell the story And we we go just about to the gate of hell And then we stop so I'm gonna go into hell. Do it. And he talks about every day this beggar was outside the gate of this rich man. And and he and every day the rich man was annoyed. You know, rich people who have no knowledge of why they're made rich, they're annoyed by the poor. They don't wanna know why you're poor because they don't they'll call themselves lucky. They'll call the poor unlucky, but they'll call themselves a victor. And they'll call the unlucky a peddler. Wow. So he got on this man's nerve every day. And what Jesus said, eventually the beggar died. And the beggar died and was carried to the what? bosom of Abraham. So the angels that were watching over his life delivered him to the bosom of Abraham. The rich man was. Delivered to hell and found out it was lukewarm. According to Deuteronomy 32 or 33, that God's anger is hell. God's anger created hell. Whole other discussion, and y'all are gonna be writing me carrying on, so let me just help you out right now. And so the the rich man is like, I got some brothers. This is not what they told us. We were sold a bill of goods. I was told that hell was a paradise and hell was going to make me, I was going to be rich and more powerful than ever in hell. He said, and all I got is just hot. Now, understand, he has no body. There is no physiological heat. There's no earthly heat. So there is a fire in the spirit realm that cooks souls and won't let them die. Thank you. So he said, "I'm burning up in these flames." Now clearly, hell does not have the same um, membranic partitions as Earth has, or the rest of creation. So he looks over there, and this beggar is living it up. He is in Abraham's bosom, and he is living it up. He's lapping up water and cool breeze like nobody's business. And he looks over there, and he sees the beggar. And he said, okay, so clearly I was wrong in life. Now, for those of you who do tell you that um, hell is purgatory and then you get to heaven, I'm going to tell you that's not so, but that's another broadcast. Okay. This night, today, I'm not going to talk about that. So he says to Abraham, he can see everybody who did live life the way God approved, and he's down there with the folks whom God didn't approve. When I do a whole teaching on hell, you all are going to love it. So he goes there and he said, Father Abraham.
0: How does he know Abraham's a father?
1: Because you think your memory goes to the dust. It doesn't. It goes with you. So he said, Father Abraham, send somebody from where you are because we can't get out of here. Send someone from where you are and go tell my brothers, obey the Lord. Don't do what I did because... Hell is real, and we are here to be tormented forever. Now he believed like a lot of our modernists believe. Well, I just believe when you die, you just go to sleep. You don't know that you you can't tell why when you die, your body goes back to the dirt. Are you going to speak on the rest? You can't. You can explain the process of corruption, but you cannot answer why. So he says, Abraham makes the most remarkable statement as recorded by the Lord Jesus Christ, who is just as aware of what goes on in hell as he is in what goes on on earth. And he said, if they do not believe Moses and the prophets, oh, somebody better listen to this word. That's why God is hard on prophets. He said, if they do not believe Moses and the prophets, Neither will they believe if one rises from the dead. Wow. Because he wanted Lazarus to rise from the dead, and you know, the, prophet, um, the beggar. And he didn't. He did not. Hmm. And so he said, neither will they believe. So Jesus knows that those who are doomed to hell, born to hell, and refuse his invitation to get out of hell, will not believe that he rose from the dead. And so it won't matter. Now think about that. That story, if we were sitting right now and having a wonderful discussion group, there are so many implications and indicators in that story that you could not believe it. And yet it would answer so many questions. So Jesus said when humans die, they don't roam the afterlife. They don't roam creation They don't join the devil's gang Because they don't have the power to do it They don't have the, the souls That are, are, are old and corrupt And weak Because that soul Has been gradually And yet consistently Corrupted by Adam's seed And the physiological makeup Of the children of, the, of darkness The children of Satan and so I don't care what they tell you. I, and let me tell you, people fuss about. I said I'm here for the righteous.
0: Right.
1: I'm here for the believers. I'm here for the, the for the holy. If you, but to those who are sinning and defile, oh please you're gonna have argument after argument after argument because your devil not gonna let you go.
0: Mm-hmm. He
1: has a vested interest in your unbelief, and he has a perpetual and lineal interest. In your unbelief. So he is going to fight harder than your will to make you not want to live, to make you want to die, to think death is the panacea of, of, of immortality. And it's not. Death is not going to be any better for you when you get out this body that had to die than it is for you in this body. And in fact, it will be worse. What you also address in biblical psychology once. Is it time for
2: next question? Yes. Okay.
1: You know you're cheating. I'm going to tell her to do it too. I'm telling her.
2: That's fine. you have plenty of roads to run down. Checking out. Uh-huh. On social media, we see a lot of, especially on the anniversary of somebody's death, these posts to that person. Some people comment on, oh, this person inspired my life. But then some people are speaking to them Brother, I miss you. Blah, 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 blah. blah so on and so forth. I wish you were here right now. Is that considered necromancy? It is.
1: Okay. Is speaking to the dead. And also, the the whole concept that we ought not to speak ill of the dead. How's that going to hurt the dead's feelings? Uh, if they're dead, how's that going to hurt their feelings unless you believe that they're roaming around creation? Right. You know, right. <coughs> when I do funerals, the first thing I tell everybody is that this funeral is not for your dearly departed. Uh, it's right, it's right. They've entered into their judgment They're gone They can't even hear me They can't thank you for coming No they cannot <laughs> Did I not say I it? <laughs> I say at every funeral I don't do funerals for the dead I do funerals for the living So that you can learn How to literally preserve yourself in this life Get saved Avoid hell Leave the earth on good terms, and that's good terms with its maker. Uh, so a lot of people write letters to their, yes. their loved ones and carrying on. Oh, that's necromancy. I know you don't think it is because you write into the dead and not the living. Asking God to save your, your loved one who wanted to die without him. Now, how are you going to ask God to save somebody who wanted to die without him? To, oh. so, so God didn't break his will in life. Why would he break that person's will in death? Oh God. Mercy. God is going to honor your will. The Bible says, Whosoever will. You know when we talk about inclusionism, where the fundament of inclusionism, Brother Pearson, is that God's gonna save everybody and oh send everybody. There the there is I mean, come on, the preface has a flaw in it. Everybody doesn't want God. So you're saying God should bully people into being saved, into accepting his son Jesus, into becoming a Christian simply because you can't live with the fact that somebody died willing not to be with him. Right. There's no way in the world. God's not going to do that. God will not force you to be saved or stay saved. He will keep you if you get saved. If you ask him to let you go, he will treat you like a teenager or a young adult who wants to leave home and let you go. Many of you are, because I know that's trying to make another round, and I know a lot of our African-American saints are following that doctrine. I'm telling you logically, intellectually, pragmatically, (laughs) practically, it is impossible If God doesn't force a person to be saved before they leave the planet, he will not go and chase their little corrupt soul down (laughs) and force it to be born again because there's no mechanism for it to be born again in the afterlife.
2: That cannot happen. Share this. Share this. Share. Share this broadcast. It's so amazing right now.
1: Mercy. A lot of you all, you believe that, and you only believe it because you cannot You do not respect the righteousness of God, that God has a right to want purity in his presence. He has a right to maintain his holiness. He has a right to push back on darkness, corruption, and profanity. You all think that he has no right. Everybody has rights but the maker. That is a dumb thing if ever I heard it. The Almighty is right. And the reason he calls the shots is because he made everything. And so God does not want your rebellious, headstrong, irreverent relative in his world any more than that person wanted to be there. Life is where you make the choices. Read my book, Before the Garden, God's Eternal Continuum. I'm telling you, by the spirit of grace, that is the fundamental flaw in inclusiveness, is that God is going to become a criminal, a tyrant, and force Everybody. There are people who died wanting to be with Allah. Why in the world oh, are you gonna yeah. force them to be with Christ? Woo. They don't want Christ, they want Allah, they don't they want Buddha. He's gonna let them have it. Problem is Allah, Buddha, and all of the rest of them are not where he lives. They are the fallen angels that God kicked out of the planet when Jesus said I saw Satan as lightning. They are literal inventions and contrivances of Satan's pantheon. Come on. And so, in order for you to say that, is to say that all that Jesus is part of the pantheon, or that Buddha, Allah, and all those other deities, Brahma, etc., all of them are sitting on the mount of congregation with the Almighty. That's what inclusionism is telling you. Hallelujah! Don't y'all love me death? Yes, actually, they do. <laughs> Fire happening, fire, lots of fire in these clothes. You know, because when people, uh, somebody asked me to address it on uh, Facebook last week, and I said, inclusion, come on. You don't want to include every human being in your world. You want some out. You're so glad we got penitentiaries, you don't know what to do. Thank God for the judicial system that separates the righteous from the unrighteous. Thank God for the cops that arrest uh, arrest the criminals. You got seven kids, and you can't wait to move into pedophiles. In your house See some things don't make Sense to humanity Why in the world would you impose it On the almighty So yeah that's, That was my fundamental flaw So you're going to make a Buddhist Be a Christian oh, this is good. You're going to make a Muslim be a Christian You're going to make a Brahmin Be a Christian You're going to make the Hindu be a Christian And never abandon their other God Bring, bring, So, and, your, and occlusionism said Bring your God to the throne What do you think the, sitter, the person sitting on the throne going to do That's like bringing all of the rebel kings To the, to the highest king And saying hey you better take him No that king sitting on the throne Is going to kill him Because kings don't like to share anything
2: Amen. Well I was raised to believe That everybody really wants Jesus They just don't know it and when they hear that right sermon, that right message, that plucks that heartstring, and they start crying, and yes, Lord, I want you, that's what we're all supposed to be working
1: toward as Christians. And yet scripture doesn't say that. Scripture says that God, Jesus Christ comes for those who were in him before the foundation of the world. Jesus Christ says there are wheat and tares, and the tares are of the wicked one, and the tares don't want him, and he really doesn't want them. Jesus Christ mm. had 12 apostles. He said, then I choose you 12, and one of you is a devil. We found out at the end of the story, yeah. the devil didn't go back with the other apostles. The devil committed suicide. Mm. Or you forced that body to commit suicide and then went on to look for someone else to inhabit. So there is no scriptural presence. And the body, if you read all of those letters, I love reading them because they all start out with disclaimers for all of you who are of like precious faith. Right. Right. So now that thing, it, it, it's a specifier. <clears throat> this letter is to those who have like precious faith. This letter is for those who were in Christ before the foundation of the world. This letter is for those who love the Lord Jesus Christ. Read the specifiers. Go through all of those epistles and read the specifiers because God specifies who it is. He said he's going to have a remnant. He said, "Not everybody is going to go into eternal life." He said, "There are sheep and goats, and the and the sheep he's going to put on the right side, goats he's going to put on." So I don't understand where that came from. But again, that came from somebody who couldn't believe that God had a right to say, "I want the best of the best, the top of the top, and you, Satan, can have the least of the left
0: <laughs> Come on in here,
1: girl. <laughs>
3: Come on in here, girl. Mercy. <laughs> <laughs> Marcy. You say they can have the leading <laughs>
0: that. <Ooh, laughs>
1: hallelujah. My refuse Hilarious. These my leftovers, <laughs> this my trash, this hey, listen, God doesn't even recycle. So good.
3: He just rejects, so good.
1: <laughs> he just rejects. When you hear all of those doctrines, see, and why God gave it to me, like,, well, huh? why did God give you the answer? Because it didn't make sense, because nothing in life is all or every. Nothing, yeah. in life is all or every. So you cannot say every human being is going to live with Jesus Christ or want him. God is not going to force you to want him, because when He brings you into his world, he's got to force reinforce His enforcement. So he's got to fight with you every day. He said, my spirit will not always strive with man. With man. God is not striving for some folks to like him. Remember, he had a whole civilization, and endless population before he said, let there be. He already had it. It was working for him. He doesn't need that. So God's like, I'm God. God. I'm the Almighty. Are you kidding me? What does he say often? As I live. And then he goes on and says, oh, by the way, I live forever. Right. Now, you, you're going to die, but okay. I live forever. And when you die, I'll be there for us to continue this discussion. Well, hi. <laughs> <laughs> angels, I'm trying to. I don't want to go. Uh-uh. Can you imagine? He, has, he already says he sends angels to get you. So you're going to fight those angels because you don't want to live with God. Wow. It's yeah. like, is this Olive house? No. Okay. Well, I ain't going. I don't want to be with Jesus. I didn't like him in life, and I like him Ooh. less in death. Woo. Can't go anywhere. So the angel is going to oblige you You realize the blood was to allow you To choose and refuse Jesus Oh no we don't No we don't That's the problem We don't,
2: we don't, don't realize, realize That that's what the blood was for oh, absolutely.
1: <laughs> So you oh. ask as if The blood of Jesus Is somehow or another Becomes coercive yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. that is going to scrub what he kicked out of his world. God didn't plan, plan to clean up Satan by the cross. Ooh. Wait a minute. Come on. Wait. Cows are dying. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> by the fat. <laughs> but you know, isn't mean, the that truth? Is. I'm <laughs> telling you The patient said a He did not plan To shed his son's blood To give Satan another chance Since Satan's corruption and defection Was not a matter of sin It was a matter of the human will And right now It all Ooh. is still a matter of his Or his angelic will A matter of the human will here So if a human will not to obey Jesus Christ, Jesus said, "I will listen. I'll wait for you, but I'm done. I'm not gonna fight you, cause I don't want that mess in my house. Half of you all left your neighborhoods cause you didn't want that mess in it, and you think God wants it back in His." Come on, oh,
0: because
3: <laughs> 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 I, <said, "Ooh." laughs> I think that people we automatically assume that everything in death. Um, fixes itself, if you will. I like how you talked about, about the memories. Mm-hmm. You know, that really, I mean, that got me a little bit <laughs> that our memories remain with us because yeah. right? we just automatically assume that somehow death erases all, mm-hmm. all things. We don't think about the fact that God would want certain things to carry over from this world to his. We just assume there's like a blanket eraser, I guess, that goes mm-hmm. out that just erases all things.
1: Well, if it did, why would we have a judgment seat? Now, why are you asking me? Kind of yeah, exactly. Why <laughs> <laughs> are okay, no, no condemnation. There's no guilt
2: here. <laughs> you
1: oh, yeah. But the Bible says there's no condemnation to those who are what in Christ Jesus, who walk according to his <coughs> his his righteousness and not the flesh.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: See if you're going to live like a fleshly Human a mortal Because when you say fleshly you mean mortal right. We just all mortals we can't do it That's why we keep telling each other You're stronger than me You're leaning than mm-hmm. me You're finer than me And you're still mortal And you're still dying And that's going to go Your glory today is temporal He said your glory is like a flower that fades Right. Yes. So God's not impressed with your muscles He's not impressed with your voice He's not he's, he's a, he's, What God is allowing Is for you to entertain your uh, humanity Entertain your populations. Yeah. He takes that as that's when you get because you know what? If he was all that impressive, people wouldn't lose their voice because he'd be protecting it. Yeah, you wouldn't age out of the NBA, <laughs> NFL, y'all. Yeah. Okay, and he, I mean, and, and you didn't age out. And I want you to understand that all of this has nothing to do with deities. In God's realm, there's one God, Him. Wow. Now, in in you, in our world, because again, you can't give free will without giving us choice, and you can't uh, choice is useless without an option, and options are useless without alternatives. You understand? We need that yeah. because God. All of those are they might we might have weaponized them against the Almighty, but He instrumentalized them to make sure that nothing with Satan, a grain of satan in it gets into his world cool does, does not want him back he doesn't want him back does <laughs> not want him back he doesn't and you, i mean you could say I see you <laughs> baby if there's a grain of a cell in him in you you are not going back home cuz god knows that he, he said a faith of a grain of mustard seed so a grain of darkness will grow and reproduce itself and he will have to fight that population Wow. In his realm all over again. Wow.
3: Yes, this, you, is
1: uh,
3: so <laughs> this is what see this is what makes before the garden so important because what you're talking about today Helps us understand God's life and world and reality before us. Exactly. You know, we all, always, always assume because everything we're taught about Christ, at least in my background, it started Eden on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nothing about God's world, his existence, the realities that he faced before us, and even the the trauma that he went through with Satan before us. Can we you know talk about like the
1: trauma that Heaven
3: experienced? I mean, the first time that you started talking about the 14 events, I remember because the 14 events really preceded before mm-hmm. the garden, but we had started talking about a series called the 14 events continuing. Him and when Dr. Price started introducing this, the reality of the war in heaven, mm-hmm. and that God had to deal with sin first before humans, you know, what I mean, he had to deal with this reality. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it goes much deeper than you or I, and oh. whether or not God wants to have compassion on a human, you know, mm-hmm. who dealt with the issue. God was dealing with sin
1: long before us, so this just blows a lid on oh. that conversation. I think it does, it does, and every judgment. That we are saying humans can alter as mortals under the mortal spirit that destroy that tried to destroy his planet. Predated, God judged every creature action, everyone. And he didn't just judge it because he said, that hurts my feelings. And I don't like that. He looked for deterioration. He looked for corruption. He looked for annihilation. He looked for everything that would affect his being. And he said, "Uh uh-uh, if I get enough of them, I'm going to be gone. (laughs)
0: uh
1: So I need to pull that out. Just like we have surgery to pull growths and tumors and all that out of our being, he pulled it out of his because everything is in Christ. Because in Christ does all things consist. So God is constantly reproducing and purging, reproducing and purging. He is always purging his being with the newcomers Mm -hmm. so that he does not... Have to do, it, but in order to perish, you got to put it somewhere.
0: Right. You can't.
1: He can't just fling it from one side of his creation to the other because it's just going to get back and bite. No. So he created quarantiners. And and the major quarantiner is is literally called sin. Sin oh my is goodness. a quarantiner. My God. It quarantines what would uh, what would uh, contaminate God and what would affect his holiness from all of the effects, because anything that comes out of God is living. Everything lives. All, that's why, you you know, the only thing that I've watched in Scripture that ceases to be is the human body, and it doesn't really cease to be. It just gets reformatted to somebody else, you know? Okay. So, you know, the next generation got all our dirt. Amen. Praise God. And I do. And so when we, when God, before he even got to the point that he was going to have a creaturehood, he as him, he extended himself into Jesus Christ, and then extended himself into the Holy Spirit. Now, understand that before he went into all of that, while the three were 100% in one, layered in one, God literally looked to see what would happen to all of his minute, microscopic, nanoscopic, Parts and pieces Grains, granules Dust, virus And he watched the growth And he watched the growth of one thing Affect on another that which was positive, because remember, in God, all things are. The problem that, that most evangelicals have with God is they, they cannot imagine that God has evil. Well, evil is not evil because it was born that way. Evil is evil because God judged itself. Oh. And then assign spiritual agents to enforce that judgment. Because in God, oh. God is whole. When He says He's whole and He's holy, He's Alpha and Omega, beginning, ending, first, and last. What do you think all of that means? Well, it means that He is whole. And so, in order to stay on top, stay God, He has to constantly surveil Himself the way He made our human bodies surveil itself and deal with what is corrupt or leaning or dysfunctional, fighting another, okay. etc. Now, this is a human explanation of something that is so sublime that no human being can actually do it justice, none. But this is the best he gave me, and he just showed me. So when, so God, when God was, when he, as he started out, he, as the self-existent one, he had darkness and he had light, and he watched how they interacted. Okay, that's good, that's good. Hmm. And he made a judgment on the darkness and doomed it. And he made a judgment on the light and affirmed it. Hmm. So all this stuff that we doing down here is useless. And see, the enemy knows a good bit of this just by living there. You ought to forget Satan did live in God's work. Yeah. You know, uh, saints. You act like he just was born on earth. No, he wasn't. He lived in God's world. And he contaminated it. And he was a great specimen for God. That great experimental specimen to know what happens when a creature absolutely rejects him, doesn't want him, and works hard to destroy him. Oh, my God. That took place before he said, let there be. And he watched it. He watched what the effects were in his world, you keep acting like this thing began with earth. You want that book before the garden because it begins to give you those answers and you'll stop falling prey to Satan's damage control and his defense mechanisms. Mm. He cannot ever, ever get past God again. Mm. Ever. I don't care. So I don't care if you're a Satanist. That's your choice. You have a right to choose the God you want. I don't care if you're wicked, you can choose the God you want. But what I'm here to do is to tell you that the lie you're telling about the God that made you will not travel any longer. Wow. You yeah. shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Yeah. So you can't, I will not. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, I won't do it. I look at these movies, and I thought Satan is doing nothing but telling his past his way, and styling himself as the hero instead of the villain. Yeah. All of those ancient stories that you hear, those ancient folklore and whatnot, you gonna sit there and talk about our folklore? And you got all of this nonsense where people were killing each other left and right. You notice that the more Satanism rises, the more crime rises, witchcraft rises, devils rock because devils can't live; they can't give you life. Wow, wow, wow! The thief comes before to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you may have life. Humans are born not living, not will of life; they're born living biologically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you have to understand that They're born biologically Not redemptively They don't have redemptive life They don't have the light of life They're just born living That's why we do so much with biology Every now and then we get deep We go into psychology mm-hmm. We stretch it Messing <laughs> it up a lot but we stretch it <laughs> Bless the Lord. You Christians I'm here for the those who are born again in Jesus Christ yes. and those who wish to be or who are ordained to be. Yes. That is my target group. Yes. I'm clear yes. on my target group. Yes. Now I'm not here to mess with that. Let that be to somebody else. But now God, I don't know who's who, but I do know that I'm here to separate the wheat from the tare, yes. the sheep from the goats. That's mm-hmm. good. Amen. And, good. Uh, and, and scripture Tagged the goats as demons. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Whether they demon within, demon born in, demon oppressing, that's what they call it—devils and demons. Mm-hmm. See, all of these modern translations took that out. And I've been working to get one get, to really get a translation that what well, has it all. For example, there is a scripture that I read thirty years ago. Mm-hmm. Out of 1 Samuel 25, 28, where Abigail Abigail is talking to uh, David. David wants to kill her husband. And so he's already made up his mind here just to show you how they take things out of the Bible. And we're, we're going to kind of shift a little bit to that just for a second. Um, and it said, she says said to, to intercede so that David doesn't kill Nabal and have Nabal's blood on his hands because all Nabal did was exercise his right to not acknowledge David and to not um, give him what he asked for. That's all. So he decided, I don't want to, I, I won't acknowledge you as the next king, and I'm not going to supply you. You know, we got a lot of people who are like Nabal. You're still chasing Obama because you think that he, come on, it's the same what? thing. Come on, And, you know, you're like Trump, not my president. That's what, I mean, like that matters. Okay? So Mabel and, and Obama, they're kind of similar. They don't want to acknowledge the, 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 the existing regime, and they don't want to supply anything. To anybody, but their pet king Saul died in infamy. Mm-hmm. He was a lousy king. He drove the nation into poverty and lack, etc. So when David inherited, it was a mess. Oh my God! yeah And then we have Shimeon. A lot of Shimei. You know, Shimeon did not like David. He was a, a Saul loyalist until he died. So, he, <laughs> so this guy um, Nabal did not want to do that, and it was Ab- Abigail's. What a- <laughs> Mommy, we have, to- <laughs> we have to say what I said. <laughs> well, no, what I say?
2: All right. All right.
1: This guy yeah. is running around campaigning <laughs> against a sitting president that has never happened Ever. before, and that is the height of his agenda to destroy the office of the president because he doesn't even give him professional courtesy or any of those things that have kept our nation. You come campaigning against a sitting president and your wife who wasn't even supposed to be talking. <laughs> But see, black folk see, there's a reason why black folks were said blessed, but uh, look, Canaan, because see, the Canaanite is a trafficker, ooh, a dealer, a peddler, and a defrauder. My God, that's the Canaanite. Look it up. Don't take my word for it. And he's a Canaanite. Oh. Jesus. Let's <laughs> go
2: all the way in
1: today. Ooh. I think we're going all the way to <laughs> <laughs> the other side. <laughs> I have breakfast. No, because he's a lawbreaker. Obama Come on. Come on. broke every law. And y'all celebrate because Canaanites are lawbreakers. And he broke every law. Every law. We got LGBT because he broke the law. Come on. Don't tell me he's a Canaanite. He's a trafficker. He's a peddler. And he is against righteousness. He's a thief.
0: Come
1: on. And no, and y'all can get mad. And you can, don't write me because you know what? You know, I got a big mouth and a smart brain. They just go patient. Good, I'm telling you <laughs> Because if you, you do your homework And see how many laws he broke yeah. And his laws, his law breaking Was to dethrone America You're so busy about getting your Peace of a nation that you don't realize Your nation is on the chopping block For annihilation and in a minute Your racial issues won't matter And your black rights won't matter Because there won't be a country for you To exercise them Woo. I'm
3: going to turn my pen but I need it
0: here,
1: here's yourself. an extra
0: one.
1: Look. <laughs> <laughs> throw it. Come oh, it. <laughs> man. <laughs> that says the Holy Ghost. Come he on. said if you don't fight for your country, your rights won't matter. Jesus. Mm. Tell the truth. Now, I'm telling it because I got me little thing. I got my stuff. I got the, hey, got a bell, man. I got a speaker. What bothers me is African Americans will not understand righteousness. He put a black man up there who should have given us mileage and, and access, etc. The LGBT could stand in his office, and he could sign an order, an executive order for them, and black folk couldn't stand in there and get any executive orders. No. Woo! <laughs> Then invite us here. We have enough groups that he could have had one of us in there and publicize that he was releasing. He was sovereign as a sovereign of the land. He was sovereignly releasing a right. He did not do that. He backed abortionists. I don't understand how a Christian can be a Barackans. I don't know how you could be. That's how we we can separate the the. We from the tab, we can separate the uh, the righteous from the unrighteous, the born again from the church in. We can separate you because of what you back. Because God said you will know them by their fruit. I'm just saying. I'm the mouth of the Lord, I am his mouthpiece, and I'm telling you, you could talk about Trump all day long, but he has more traits and more marks of Jesus Christ and a Savior than Barack Obama can find in the back room of his closet. (laughs) If it, you should know them by their fruit. Right. I have back when get so mad at me, I'm like, first of all, I grew up in the ghetto. Mad at me is not a new thing. <laughs> in fact, I want you to understand, I grew up under a whole lot of heinous stuff. And most times, people were at odds with me. So I'm excited that I got my fans. That's a new I thing. I got fame, baby. I got fame. Fam. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. And they pray. But let us not. Because you know what? To be a good judge, you've got to have all sides. That's right. You know? And I thought about that. I said, when, when, they, when they first, I said, but how is it Christians are backing an abortionist? Right. My how are Christians are backing a witch? Right. How can, and then I realized you're not Christians, you're churchians. Because you can't back your king. You cannot back your king. You cannot stand behind your king. You can sit there and talk about, yeah, but I'll work it out when I get to heaven. We just had a whole long talk talking about you ain't going to get to heaven. So you will not have an opportunity to work it out. That will not happen. <gasps> Now, you can talk about it in the flames. Y'all can have flame meetings, flame conventions. You can have flame throwers. You can have flame food. It won't matter. But you will not be in heaven trying to explain to Jesus why you made a bad choice and your perceptions of his righteousness were so distorted. My God. Oh, Well. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> you know God does this to me i wake up in the morning God what are we going to talk about okay. He's going to tell me a thing I say Jesus Why do you keep doing this to me He said Paula You know how it goes <laughs> 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 yeah, You keep acting like you don't know By now you should see the pattern I'll, say, well, I'll start talking what I want to talk When you sit down mm. Wow. Mm. But here's First Samuel 25:28 Years ago In the Bible And then they cut this out Forgive the trespass of thy handmaid, that is, the trespass which I have taken upon myself, and which, if it be punished, the punishment will reach to me. um, Surely God will give the kingdom to thee and to your house forever, as he has promised thee. And therefore, let God's kindness to thee make thee gentle and merciful to others. Do not sully thy approaching glory with the stain of innocent blood. Now, this is the phrase they took out. But consider that it is the glory of a king to pass by offenses. Originally, it, was, it is the glory of a king to overlook a matter, mm-hmm. and that it will be thy loss to cut off such as will shortly be thy subjects. Do you know you can't find that phrase in any of the translations anymore? Really Gone, because you got evangelical wow. contributors Please, and, I, and I have nothing against them, because I'm telling you, I'm all of that. I'm a pastor. I'm fivefold and all of that. But I'm telling you that the scriptures offering mantles would never have taken that out, because they would have re- recognized that Jesus is a king. Wow,
0: right. And that yeah. he's the
1: king of kings, and that the kingdom of heaven has come near us. And in this planet. And you notice, they, wow. they, they hack up king stuff, because they mad at those medieval kings. But we, the reason that the Bible is so chopped now is because, think about it, when you go to church now, if they don't put the passage on the screen, you can't read unison anymore. You can't read, man, can you imagine trying to get unison with the the King James Version? And so the Lord said, spoke Mention voice, yeah. <laughs> we're never going to get to the next word. <laughs> okay. Whisper, utter, utter. Yes. Yeah.
3: Suggested. Okay. Recommended.
2: <laughs> Meanwhile,
1: we're at the King James, we're at the end of the passage, we're still trying to get through the synonyms <laughs> or the paraphrase. Because the goal, literally, the goal is to rip the garment oh of unity and thus fragment the mantle of salvation. Wow. Um, So we don't agree we can't agree on what Bible should be authorized, because you have those who want, to, want a Bible for the, the, the street kids, those who want the Bible for the wife, those who want a Bible for the husband, those who want a Bible for the dog, the cat, the bird, everybody needs a version. Teenager. Teenagers, don't forget the teens, and then we want the businessman, and then we want the recovering addict, and then we want oh the, the flip-slide addict, and then we want the, the kid, immoral, <laughs> and, <laughs> and we want <laughs> the, <laughs> the <permission. laughs> don't forget ethnic and culture. You know, the Kunta Kinte Bible was like I got lost I want you to understand.
0: <laughs>
1: then the, and then we some of us we don't want a Bible. We just want the message. We want paraphrase. That's right. Oh, oh my God. Wow. Why would you do that for something that you want unified? Wow. Clearly, at the highest level, the unity of the church and the people of God has been sold. Wow. Woo. And we got an apostolic Bible. What is the Apostolic Bible Polyglot? That gives you that's a combination of the um, the script and the uh, Strong's. Then we have the Apostles' Bible that is like the King James a little bit. But these Bibles were not written or annotated by apostles and prophets because in their mind we need to have everybody. God did not have a church when He delivered His Word. Right. Oh. He had a kingdom there you go. That's good. His word came to a kingdom That's good. That's good. And the high officials Of a monarch He founded His nation With a monarch I mean with a, a prophet Not a church We have allowed Pastors to tell us That the church is natural Israel There are some overlaps There is a few uh, a few characteristics, similarities. But understand, God knows that if he doesn't keep his kingdom, he will lose his church. That's good. Because the church can't keep the kingdom, but the kingdom can keep the church. And we have to shift some things. And you, pastors, I'm, I'm, I love you dearly. I am a pastor because I know some of y'all, you know, thin skinned people will also misinterpret, misread, and misperceive. Yeah. That's what you do when, you're, when, you're, when you have a hair trigger, hair trigger emotions. You're looking because you're always on edge. You're always ready for a fight. You're always defensive because you expect to be offended. So, hey, understand, growing out of that. But let me just say this. Pastors, you need to establish in your church the congregational Bible that will Lift up the Lord and not make your people feel comfortable in their humanity, their mortality, their weakness, okay. their flaws, and their faults. Okay.
0: Okay.
1: You pastors discern, decide that. Because I told you what, I don't care what anybody says, they cannot come in. You can, you can come and buy any Bible you want. But in my school, I don't care about your paraphrase. Enough. You cannot use that on those my, my assignments. We're going to use what the no. scripturist authoring mantles wrote, not with all of those who come lately wrote. No. So we're not. Now, they can, they can reference them because there are some comparisons that we make that are needful, but you can't do that. They will never, unless God says they will, they will never do a work with an NIV in my Bible, not in my school, not in my church, never, ever. Because that's the people's Bible. Ooh. I want to work from the sovereign's Bible. And okay. mm. yeah. okay. I think if we did a
2: comparative analysis of how much they put that Bible oh, yeah. down. Yep. That's about uh, the only kind of assignment I could see. Yeah. And we <laughs> we have, you know, when we had
1: the book, if the foundation's mm-hmm. been removed or mm-hmm. destroyed. And this girl, you know, she ate it up. She she did. I, the Apostle Nona and I talk all the time, she said, we're upset about our kids being crazy and our kids not knowing God. She said, they all had that NIV. Because they said, give your child the NIV. She said, they don't know Jesus. They don't know his power. They know their privileges. Ooh. Wow. And they will tell you. And they know their preferences. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So I tell you, and not even in children's church. Y'all okay. gonna be, if you're going to live by the king, you better know what the That's king wrote. Right. And you need to know him as a king and not just as a savior. That's right. We do NKJV in our children's church. Mm. We're not doing that, no. No, because in the end, we're not coming into a people's rule. There's no democracy in God's realm, and nobody wants it. They don't want democracy in God's realm at all. And the reason they don't want it is because they know that none of them have the light of life to keep them going. And in God's realm, the monarch and his population are all one being, not just one entity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that was really good. That's really good. <laughs> you, want, you got some blue? Ooh! I don't see blue. No, blue? But, well,
3: because this is after
0: the blue. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, Wow.
3: I thought that something you said today was really, really important to the discussion of the afterlife, which shoots down a lot of these demonic uh, TVs, uh, television series and different things of that nature, that humans have no free agency in the spirit realm. I just thought that was really powerful. And with that, you followed up by saying that there is no afterlife assignment until the judgment. Mm-hmm. So okay. you said, if you die in sin, you have fulfilled your Purpose. There is nothing the afterlife can give you but judgment. You like that, huh? Yeah. Did you like it as a prophet or as a sheep? Um, well, as a prophet, to understand what it is that God is navigating in terms of death, life, and the reason, see, as a teacher of salvation, I also mm-hmm. liked it. Yeah. Because we've been talking a lot about authentic salvation, genuine salvation, and the reason um, why we must be born again. Mm-hmm. So it, it to me, it gives that power not just in this room mm-hmm. but in the next. Right. That, you know, unless you are born again in this room, basically, you stop mm-hmm. after this. This, yeah. is, that's, this is it. But it blows holes in this whole theory that, uh, you know, that, that basically to choose something outside of Christianity is choosing to be a
1: free spirit. Yes. And I just thought that, that was really powerful. Uh, I like that. Let's stay with uh, that for just a little good. bit. That was extremely good. Think of it like this. Most people treat salvation as a belief factor. It's in a belief that they're adopting to add to their lives, maybe to um, give license or credence to them being a good person Mm -hmm. or to good deeds. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's about them um, being able to say, okay, there's a faculty in my human makeup that I'm ignoring called faith. Mm -hmm. So we'll do that. So therefore it's strictly theological. They assign no technological function or operation to the new birth. Because to them, all earth is biological, but the pneumatological pieces don't matter. Mm -hmm. They don't exist. God, who is spirit, Jesus said that in John 4, you know, God is spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. Why did he say that? Because he knew the body returned to the dust. My God. So you might as well now practice worshiping God beyond your flesh good. Oh, good. Because that's all he wants in his realm So when we talk about salvation We people are like say the prayer and just believe and just believe something happens Meanwhile, it says the angels rejoice when we yeah. what? Repent yeah. when we get saved yeah. So what are they looking at? Because nobody says the same uniform prayer right. Sometimes some people get saved they don't have a prayer Right, right. The angels are looking at a brand new citizen of their realm being born. Ooh, and that's why they're rejoicing.
0: Yeah.
1: Wow. They're not listening to our verbiage. They don't need our verbiage. Are you kidding me? They're looking at the Holy Ghost doing that surgery again and again and again and again and again, and again moving, slaughtering that old spirit, slaughtering that old heart, putting a new spirit in, and the new heart, and then installing himself as the guardian to keep the paternal and maternal deities from coming back and destroying his work. Wow. See, I am the really apostle, and I'm yeah. still saying it. You know why I'm saying it? I know that sometimes I but well, why do you say it? Because you're not know, get people. I don't really care what your feelings are like that. I'm saying it so that you can understand what to expect from your apostles. I'm saying it so that you can start weighing and measuring your apostles. I'm saying it so that you can tell the difference between an apostle's doctrine, a prophet's message, an evangelist's uh, sermon, a pastor's uh, teaching, etc. I'm doing that so that you can, because you haven't had a model. Mm -hmm. And everybody's been telling you what it is. But see, my model is changing you. You're changing, and you tell me this, on on Facebook yeah. every week yeah. it's changing you why? because it's not only informing you, we're not just informing you, this is not even reforming you. Reform is to go back to what the original form. no transform is to bring you into the next dimension of who you can and should be, who God is
0: that's good.
1: So you can sit there, you're sitting there talking about you're saved. I remember when we did the the, the Jesus classes and everybody was smugly saying, well, I know I'm saved. I I already know Jesus. No, you don't because you didn't know what I just said. (laughs) (laughs) Half of you didn't even know what I've been saying. Because this is not a Sunday school class. This is not kindergarten.
0: That's right.
1: Jesus is the sum, the logos, the sum of all intelligence, not of just this world, of all the worlds he made. Because we treat him like he's just our personal savior, like he's some sort of little statue you sit on your desk, and if y'all got one, throw it away. You think that he's that. He is not. He said Jesus is holding together worlds, worlds. He is so gracious to us. He's putting up with the silliness, the childishness, the, 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 the um, betrayal. He's doing all of that because he knows his options. Ooh. <laughs> there are a lot of people say Well if he God Why doesn't he do something Well the first thing he have to do something with is you Are you willing to go on his work table
0: I do
1: I love it when people want to blame God About something And they say well God I, I don't believe in God because he didn't keep my child alive God believes in you You didn't do enough with him to make him do so See so a lot of you all You don't have a covenant with Jesus Christ You have attendance in church You don't sow tithes to him. You don't sow offerings. You don't, and half of you come to church three times a year. And when your family hit crises, then all of a sudden God's on the hook. God said, I'm not on the hook for you. You have a duty to me, which you have left unfulfilled. Mm. Apostles will tell you that you have duties to God. My God, yes. Pastors will tell you God understands. And that's not all of you, because I've heard some pastors, they all don't. Yeah. Yes. Like they are the bomb. I'm yes. like, you sure you a pastor? <laughs> <I'm like, laughs> oh, they got some, and I mean from everywhere, all around the world. We don't care whether they this country, another country. A real pastor wants good sheep, and quality sheep that Jesus will not reject. See, and I know there are pastors out there who say, oh, no, my sheep are going to be something the Lord loves. I'm pulling off those blemishes. I'm cleaning out that fur. I'm cleaning out that shearling. I am giving him good shearing so he can have something great to reproduce with. I'm, I'm cleaning off the inside. They're not going to be full of parasites. They're not going to be yes. full of garbage and trash. Their digestive tract going to be healthy. They're not going to be scarred up because I'm not making, having them beat up each other. There are pastors out there like that.
0: Yes. Yes. And I
1: celebrate you because that's not easy to do. But you can lift up your hands to God and listen to him say, well done. Sadly, though, we have too many pastors who are just too young to understand the importance of that,
0: mm-hmm. the
1: need for it, or the methods for doing so. That's good. But you need to know. I have a whole class on what each of the fivefold bring you and how to recognize it. Yeah. You know, when people make these statements, they think my one this one sermon is to, uh, the peak of Paul and Price. It's not because mm-hmm. I'm still climbing for the peak of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. and he has a lot to say. He's got a lot of offenses. He's got a lot of injuries that we have put on him and all of that in his soul because we have so lost touch with why he is God and why he did and does what he does today. I love being an apostle. I think it's the okay. greatest thing, mm-hmm. honey. Because I represent the throne of Christ. Ooh. So, you got anything good else? Because you got, you know, we took your time, baby. So we got, to, we got to yield to you. Look at down. to Because you good today. Uh,
3: sin quarantines i love that because you know there's so many different different def- definitions of sin out there and what people think sin is so mm-hmm. we <laughs> tie it to just like conduct we don't we don't tie sin to character no you know what i mean so we don't we we, we tie sin to just isolated behaviors um so i just love that you talked about sin cor- quarantines what would contaminate contaminate god in his world i thought that was so powerful just even understanding why god rejected it in mm-hmm. the first place um, and, why, and why, and why too, why we can't just cross over by sheer will. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that we do have this concept that just by sheer will, if I want to be a good person, we talk about this in Sunday school all the time, I just want to be a good person, I just believe it, I'm a good person, all those different things that we don't understand what sin put on us mm-hmm. and the reason why we can't cross
1: over into God's world uh, with sin. I just thought that was really powerful. But think about this. Good people out of Christ are good for Satan and the world. Good people in Christ are good for eternity. Yes. You can you can do good things for Jesus Christ, and he'll say thank you. Mm-hmm. He'll let you. He said he makes his son uh, shine on the just and the unjust. He'll thank you. He'll love you for it. But you know what he said? You still don't have my nature, so you won't survive my world. Wow. Your <laughs> deeds will not give you my nature. Ooh. It is my spirit. It is my blood that gives you my nature. We can We have a lot of people who do wonderful things for us as a nation but we still have a way for you to become a legitimate citizen. Wow. You know, and it's unfortunate that America has forgotten why, yes. why uh, filtering its immigrants, et cetera, is important. Wow. Which is, we, I mean, a lot of these crimes, we're talking about crimes committed by people who shouldn't even be here okay. because we did not want to separate the weak from the tear, the just from the unjust. The righteous from the ungodly, and on and on and on. Okay. But God is not like that because God has lived. See, God knows how this is going to turn out because He lived it. That's good.
3: That's good. So then, again, salvation, being born again, is not to make us good people, but to give us the nature of Jesus Christ, which so
1: is good. So then, uh, then our behavior as we, um, as we continue to learn the word and practice are not our faith. See, religion practices the faith we take up the practices of our redemption we are the redeemed of the lord and so we practice being a redeemed citizen or better yet we practice be- being an immortal citizen of god's eternal world religion practices being the best version of an earthling you can be
0: okay. Okay.
1: That's why we're not a religion. We're redemption. We are an entire nation, God, an invisible nation that God embodied invisible people in various land or every nation under the sun. So we are, we're that person. We're not that. I I wanted to share, if I can, hopefully I can get it to work. This was one of my uh, favorite, one of our favorite. You see God's kingdom coming to Earth? Mm-hmm. And you see the people starting to pop up there? We are, excuse me, we were deposited on Earth. Can we go back.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And it'll do it again.
1: You see? So Earth was moving. You see all those stars? He said we would be like the stars of the heavens. So we, God dropped his entire kingdom to the planet, but he did not drop it physiologically. He dropped it spiritually into physical beings who were then to go out and, and physicalize it in this world. So we are the <laughs> redeemed. The Bible said that the redeemed of the Lord. Say yeah. so we are redeemed Christianity was I'm going to say it a million times uh, if God be faithful to me to do so. Christianity is not a religion. y'all need to stop that's why y'all, all of y'all doing all of that tatting and piercing. that's because you're attacking a religion Ooh. but see, we are the redeemed of the Lord, and we, our citizens have standards, we have a look, we have a brand, we have a conversation, and we the redeemed of the Lord. Abraham saw a city. That was not made by hand. That's good. Now that's Abraham. Do you know Abraham? What I like about Abraham's Galatians 3:8 says Abraham preached the gospel. Yeah. So you think that we can change the gospel under this dispensation? Oh wow Oh, that's good. But Abraham preached the gospel beforehand, seeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith. Ooh. That's a powerful word. So you you can change all the gospel. You, but this is the guy No, 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 no. It said, but Abraham believed God. He believed God and left all of the pantheon of Babylon. Good. He left polytheism for monotheism. Abraham. And he said, those who are of faith are the children of Abraham. If you don't have the faith enough to leave your other gods, to leave, your, leave a, a polytheistic way to stop those idols, to stop looking like devils, dressing like devils, you don't have Abraham's faith because oh. Abraham forsook all for, for Yahweh. Oh and we had not even gotten to Moses. Oh. Abraham set the stage for faith. Abraham framed it. Oh my God. Okay. He was. So, he and God was so close. Jesus showed up for dinner.
0: Oh. Oh.
1: Genesis 18. Jesus came for dinner. He came to tell Sodom and Gomorrah. decided he would go and stop at Abraham's place for dinner. <laughs> so we, you know, we could. You see all these stars sparkling here? Okay. These are us. That's us being born from the kingdom of heaven coming to earth. Okay. That's us. Mm.
0: So good. I'm not sure. <laughs> 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 I just want to
2: crack.
1: <laughs> this is what, you know, I designed this because this is what God gave me, and this is us. We are the stars of light. We are the stars of God. I mean, and and they not a devil. The angels of the seven churches are called stars. Yeah. And we are God's light, messengers, etc. And, and I mean, we have other when, And this is what we do when we teach salvation. So many of you all got saved, never knew this. Good. We are born from above. We're not just born again. We are born from above. We're born of another God. We're born to another God.
0: Ooh.
1: And see, that is what's worth fighting for. That is what the early church went to the lion's dens for. That is what they yeah. went to their graves for. That is why they were hung, etc. Because the early church understood that because they were born into a world saturated with this. We have other countries like that today they understand the gospel very well because they know what their paternal and maternal deities have them doing. You know, you talk about the Bible being outdated. Are you kidding people? We got whole nations that are still doing what's in the Bible. Absolutely, yes. They're not gone. They're still doing this. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You you got four, You got one more thing you want to say because I'm giving you the last week because we sure didn't give you much. Oh, no, you
3: gave me a lot. I got a lot today. Okay. Okay, uh, God keeps track of all seed. Uh, This is why he says to marry other Christians, so as not to mix the seed. I don't know if you want to elaborate on that a little bit, or if we have time, but uh, you talked about that, um, and you talked about how... um, the mortal realm is subject to the spirit realm, and Adam had sold us into darkness. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason why, essentially, we have a covenant with death. Because you talked a lot about that today. Mm-hmm. Born
1: into death. Again, yet another reason why God says you must
3: be born, born again. again,
1: and so, not just say the sinner's prayer. Yeah. So if you just if you just say the sinner's prayer, oh. Jesus come into my heart. Go back and say a prayer that says, God, I repent. Give me a new your new spirit. Okay which is your, and listen to me, your spirit is from heaven. So your spirit is what Jesus had in it in heaven. So I want my Christ spirit, I want my Christ heart, install my, your Holy Spirit in me, and I thank you for forgiving me all my sins. All we say is I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. That's not salvation, sweetheart. That's recognition. Mm. Salvation is going through The the eternal surgery that passes you from death to life so that your spirit can't die and your spirit can bring your soul alive and your soul can keep your body animated in righteousness. See, and so a lot of these things, I don't know how they can sleep around. I don't know how they can fornicate. They're not saved. Yeah. I'm just telling you right now. Because when you are really born again, you cannot be born again if you don't thoroughly repent of your ways. If that repentance doesn't break your heart and bring you to into a realization of what your foul ways have done to the Lord Jesus Christ, his credibility and reputation, both in heaven and earth, and that's what three, Ephesians 3.10 talks about, you are churched. That's good. And you still need to go to the next level. Hey, if you want to sow a seed... Okay. I think that I really have earned some seeds today. My God. I think I earn seeds weekly, and I'm going to ask you to do it. And please don't get me confused with the other preachers who's, who, who will tell you and wrangle seeds out of you and give you nothing. I do not give you mess. I give you the best God has. And so it would be a blessing to me, and I mean really a blessing, if you want to sow seeds. Private Dean is going to tell you how to do that. Yes, on your screen right now, you have Dr. Price's cash
3: app tag. It's dollar sign, Dr. Paula Price, no spaces. And then you can also sell via PayPal, paypal.me slash Dr. Paula Price, as well as text to give, 918-608-1378, 918-608-1378. So three ways to give today, guys, uh, cash app, PayPal, or text to
1: give. Amen. See you Sunday for Sunday, Pro- school. Sunday Sunday School with Prophet Adia and uh, yeah. at 10 o'clock we start Sunday service at the Congregation of the Mighty if you're in the Tulsa area hey come uh-huh. come and visit we want you here Tulsa Kansas you know Texas yeah. we got some Texas California. here Dallas, hey, yes. and uh-huh. so it's not far. You can come up for if you're coming from Dallas or that area. Hey, grab a bunch of friends, make a make a, a whole visit, breakfast. yeah, and Nebraska. Uh-huh. That's true. Make and make some friends and have a great day. Have dinner and then have fun riding back home, talking about the wonderful time you had in the Lord. Yes. We start at ten o'clock a.m. at the congregation of the mighty where God stands. Yes, Whew, I'm excited. See you Sunday. God bless. I love you all. Have a great weekend.